welcome to the first of many great episodes of Healthy Happy Fit. I'm your host, Alicia Kane. We're talking all things health, fitness, and personal growth. No matter where you are in your journey, we're here to grow and flourish together in a well-balanced, healthy, happy, fit life by enhancing our perspectives on self-improvement. So if you're like me and you're on your self-improvement game, keep listening, because I have some good stuff coming your way. Today I am bringing on a former NPC Women's Physique finalist to discuss the world of competitive bodybuilding from diet and exercise to mindset. Competing in bodybuilding has been something I've considered for a while, but I find myself shying away from the idea. My workout style is very much designed to mimic bodybuilding, and I am sculpting my body through resistance training and cardio, but the pressure of getting as lean as possible and cutting calories like crazy feels both mentally and physically draining, which is why I've leaned to the side of not competing. For anyone else who may wonder what kind of dedication it takes to do well in competition, how that mindset can be applied in other areas, or just wondering what the lifestyle looks like, I have former NPC competitor, Brandy Roland Richards. Hey Brandy, welcome to the Healthy Happy Fit Podcast. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you? I'm really good, how are you? I am great. Can you just give us a quick little introduction to your background in bodybuilding and competing, as well as what you do for work now, what you've got going on in your life right now? Um, absolutely. So you you are correct. I've always been in fitness. Um, that was my very first job, and it's, it's just always been my passion. So um, I've kept that. I've been general manager for a very, very long time. I won't say that because then it ages me. Um, I did my first show um, way back when in high school in 1996. Um, so I was Miss Teenage Colorado, which was wow. nice, but that was only two competitors. Regardless, that's where um, <laughs> I started getting my passion for um, just fitness in general. It wasn't necessarily that I wanted to be on stage because that to me is, you'll probably learn, is my biggest fear. I hate big groups. I hate being on stage. I hate public speaking. So um, it's kind of weird. And I thought it could kind of help me through that. But um, definitely has not. It's probably not a good um, path to go if that's what you're fearing. But um, my first show was in 96. Um, and then my second show was in 2012. Once I got to Denver, um, I am from a small, small town. So it wasn't big there. So when I when I started competing, I had to travel to Denver. So I just couldn't continue to do that unless I moved closer to Denver and try to get on the big show or, or mm-hmm. the big shows or whatnot. But so my second show was in 2012. And then nationals, I did, I did my first national show in 2012 as well. And then in 2013 was my last show. I have a 17 year old daughter, who is my life, <laughs> uh, been married for almost 20 years. He is my life as well. So I've thought of competing myself, um, but I know from my own experience of just the process of getting fit, it's, you know, it takes dedication and it takes consistency. What did that preparation look like for you? What got me to in 2012, because when you're in a teenager and you're in high school and you're 15, you don't really think of, oh, I have to build muscle, especially as a female. So I've just always worked out and the owner of the local gym, he was a competitor. So he was older. And so he's like, Oh, you should just compete. Um, so when you look back on those pictures now, it, I mean, it's almost like 
you had zero muscle. Like you were just in a bikini on stage. It was the weirdest thing. And so you don't think about like all the preparation. Yeah, I did do meal prep. I've meal prep since I was younger. I've always planned. I've been a planner. I've always made sure I knew exactly what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. Um, and mostly just to get out of Cortez. I'm like, my main goal is to get out of Cortez, whatever it takes to get out, get out of Cortez. But that kind of helps me with my mindset of competing because you do have to be very structured. So you constantly are thinking about what's my next meal? When do I eat? Um, when is my next workout? How many day, How many times tomorrow do I have to work out? Are two um, workouts of cardio versus just one plus weights. So you have to plan your days. If not, especially if you have a job or if you're going to school, I mean, you'll miss something. There's no way that you won't be, you, you can't plan. And having a family as well. I mean, my daughter was young then. So it's, it was hard for me to kind of juggle that family work, um, work out. But for me, I had already planned and prepared my, my mindset um, from when I was way younger. So I knew exactly what it took to come in and start planning. So yeah, you do. You have to get a coach. You have to constantly be communicating. You have to be humble. You have to be ready to learn and adaptable. And, but the biggest thing is structure. You have to learn the structure. You'll never, ever succeed in, in competing unless it's just genetics. But for me, it was definitely not. I'm an Italian I have an Italian family and we, uh, we definitely have to work for our physiques. Yeah. Wow. That must be a lot of work. You know, a lot of statistics say that there are more millionaires in the world than people with six packs. So obviously wow. in order to get that lean, it takes a lot of dedication. Obviously mm -hmm. you had to have a lot of structure. Um, you had to plan your days. What other kind of mindset tools or techniques did you use? I know I have my good motivated days and I have my bad days where sometimes yeah. like I have a workout planned and I just can't find the motivation, but regardless, you got to push through if you want to get to where you want to be. How did you do that? Right. Well, that was number one. So support system is number one. So being, all, I'm, I've always, I've grown up in a gym, so or in a fitness setting. So I have so many and that's our job. So every day we go to work and it's hard. It's hard to stay motivated when you're hangry all the time or whatever <laughs> the misconception is, is that you have to be angry when you're competing. And it really, you don't have to be, um, but it, it truly is about your mindset. So when I go to work, I can't be angry. I can't be hungry. I can't, I'm trying to motivate people, not, not only my team members, but also my members. I mean, they're just trying to get out of bed and come into the gym. And if they see me and I'm like, oh, I don't want to work out. I have no energy. So for me, I, I really, truly had to work hard to do that. But if you're, if you're around people that are very supportive, like my husband was like, yeah, let's do this. And I, I mean, it, it takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. Um, again, we had a child. So it was like trying to juggle so many different things. But he supported me from the time I wanted to do it to the time I got off stage. And he, I mean, he was even, okay, do you want to do more? And I'm like, no, I'm done. No, no more. Um, <laughs> but I mean, still to this day, I still have the same mindset. Like I still prep all my meals. I always have, like, it's just, again, that's just your mindset. So you have to change that. And every day going in, you're not always going to be positive. But if you just hang out, like all my trainers, they'll be like, oh, Brandy, you could do it. Or come on, let's go. Or if I wasn't motivated, it was easy for me to go up to a trainer and say, okay, kick my butt because I, I need to do this workout and I need to learn new things. Um, and another thing is always changing it up. 
So you don't want to get stuck in that rut of, oh, I have to do this workout or I have to do that workout again. Or I, I literally change to this day. I change my workouts every single day, every week. I do split sets. I do single muscle groups. I'll do full body workouts. Like I just constantly am changing up my workouts to keep my mind um, intrigued when I'm doing that workout. Like it, it but it, it does get, um, it does get hard and you do have to be self-motivated. That's, that's the biggest thing. But again, going back to structure. So it's better to go into a workout, like you said, where you're going in and saying, Oh, I need to do a bicep workout. I need to do this, or I need to do that. Or, I need to do two hours of cardio. That's different than going, Oh, here's my workout. I'm going to do that at three or here's my uh, meal. I have to eat at nine. So then I need to get my, so your mind is constantly moving and it's going off of, okay, so I have to work out by nine. So then you're forcing your body to go work out. Once you get started 90% of the time, you're good. It's just mm-hmm. getting started is what, what what's hard when you're trying to motivate yourself. But having that structured plan to say, oh my gosh, I have to take a picture for my coach at 10. So I have to make sure that my cardio is in and then this. So it's just making sure that you're on schedule, um, I think was big for me because my brain was just constantly going and constantly learning. So I think that's the biggest thing. Again, it falls back on structure. But I, uh, but the biggest thing for self-motivation is just making sure that you're hanging out with positive people. And another thing that I would do, because I think I'm funny, I used to want to be a comedian. So I would always post funny memes or anything that I was going through that day. I would post a meme on it or posit- a positive meme or an inspirational meme for my staff and my members and my family just so that they could be like, Oh, how you doing? Good to see you're in good spirits. Cause then it reminds me that I need to be in that positive mindset. I think mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm guessing that. So I know you, you still kind of have that structure. You're still planning your meals. You're still working out, but how has the intensity level changed since you stopped competing? I think you're, I think you nailed it. So the intensity piece where it's, I have to work out or else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, it's not always on the back of my mind where I'm stepping on stage. Um, after I work out, if I'm hungry, I'll go eat versus when I'm competing, I don't. So my mindset of, Oh, I have to go do this or, but, but on the other hand, right now, um, when I do like last night, i Obviously, I don't do this often, but I had ice cream and I don't normally do that. But the whole time I'm eating it, I'm going, okay, so I need to do an hour of cardio tomorrow with my hour workout with my, so I'm, I always think ahead um, to try to figure out, okay, so I can eat this stuff, but I also need to make sure that I'm doing, my, my intensity is higher in my workout. I, I don't know why, but I've always been in that mindset of me trying to balance it out. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to do that. And that's why um, obesity is so big right now is because a lot of people are like, oh, well, I, I'm going to eat this, but it's fine because I worked out yesterday. Um, no, it's okay. I'm going to eat this to work out. Um, and again, changing up your workouts, making it fun, um, doing videos or whatever the case may be. You have to, you have to keep it engaged or you won't the intensity level is always going to go down because you're not thinking about being on stage half naked. And that's, that's what kept me motivated is I, I was not going to get on stage without being 100%. How low was your body fat percent? Do you know? Well, once you get that low, it's kind of hard to, um, to track it. So I think I was around the last time I checked it, it was like 9%. Um, But again, once it gets lower than like, 
11, 12 for a female. I mean, that's, it really is just a guess. Um, just because for a female, that's really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, you're, you're only that lean for a short period of time. So you're only that lean for maybe a week because um, you're cutting water, you're cutting, you're getting ready to jump on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you gain, if you don't know how to uh, bring water back in and your diet back in place, then you're definitely going to gain a lot of weight really, really fast. But mm-hmm. it's all science, definitely science. Yeah. Um, do you think that during the prep for competition, you were as healthy as you should be? I know that a lot of competitors have kind of come out saying, you know, I don't do competition anymore because I'm getting so lean and so malnourished that my hair is falling out. And what do you, what do you have to say about that? Every body is different. And I, I mean, it's so hard to, because one of the, um, one of the things that I've always been is I've always been a sponge. So what I've always wanted to do is learn. And I wanted to look at my competitors and I wanted to see who I was competing up against. Um, but that's a bad thing. And the reason is, is because we're so hard on ourselves um, and that we constantly compare ourselves to others when we can't do that because we're, our bodies are different. Um, so my body reacts different to someone else's. And you know, what's really funny is the main detractor for me to, finally talked myself into doing a show. But at first I was like, no way, because even a couple of the people that were helping me through it, I would look at them going, you can't even tell that you're, that you used to compete. Like I, and that to me, my biggest thing was making sure that I remained healthy and that I could keep it sustained because it's, it's so hard. I mean, it is, you're messing with your thyroid, you're messing with your um, your hormones, because you're cutting everything in one week, and then the next week, you're bringing it all back in. It's like a yo-yo diet that's certainly not healthy. It's not healthy at all. Do I think competing is healthy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's so hard. You can't sustain it. Something that you can't absolutely sustain, um, then obviously, you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, for me, it was just, I wanted to see how lean I could get and how how I could push my body to a limit. Um, did it affect me negatively? Absolutely. Cause my, my mind is like, Oh, I know what I could look like still. Um, but at least I still look like I work out. So you want to make sure that you maintain that. Is it hard? Absolutely. The older you get, you, it's harder to, to remain lean, but that's why you're constantly doing cardio. That's why you have to have that mindset of balancing out. Okay. I'm, I ate tacos last night, so I'm going to do an hour of cardio tomorrow or calories in versus calories out, or I'll fast. I'll do intermittent fasting until noon tomorrow to kind of balance it out. But you have to be able to balance that out. And a lot of people can't. Um, some people have thyroid problems already. And then when they go on into this and their home hormones are going crazy, and that's probably where the hair loss or, or whatever the case may, may be. But, and you have to make sure that obviously a lot of competitors do illegal drugs and things like that, but you have to make sure that you're, you stay clean and you're constantly um, just working on yourself. You just work hard and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But to maintain, no, you'll never be able to maintain that because then your immune system is shot too because you're exhausted and just mentally. uh, And I never was that exhausted. I mean, you are to an extent, but uh, because my body was already used to doing the rigorous workouts or whatever the case may be, I was just continuing them and then just cutting out calories. That's the the part that kind of um, makes people go crazy. Um, But yeah, it was, 
uh, you would take creatine and then you would have to know when to stop that because your body as a female retains a little bit of water and it holds onto it under the skin. So you just have to, and then protein, obviously, because you're not getting enough protein in, or um, carb loading instead of, instead of eating a bunch of carbs, you would have carboline and just certain supplements like that. Um, you would take a diuretic towards the end of the um, competition right before you were going to go on stage that couple weeks, you have to see how much, how much your body is reacting and how much water you're retaining. And so you just have to be able to balance all that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Do you, and then the creatine too is for a, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. that, The creatine is to try to keep you motivated and strong too, because when you're exhausted and you're not getting enough calories in or you have a low, low carb day, um, it just keeps you going to where you can continue on to your workout and still do a strength workout. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, do you think that competing was more of an asset or did more harm to your mental health at the time? Um, definitely, uh, for me, and again, it depends on how you go into it because I'm so competitive. Um, and it's a good thing and a bad thing when you are competing because one, I wouldn't get on stage unless I was 100%. So I was going to make sure I did whatever it took to, to do that. Where a lot of people, regardless if you're a competitor or not, um, go into it with the wrong mindset. They're just like, yeah, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll look fine. I'll, I can eat pizza here. Cause you do, you think your brain goes crazy and you're thinking, oh yeah, I can eat this. And then I'll just do an hour of cardio. You can't do that when you're competing because you're messing with your body so much. Um, and just the science behind it going on stage, if you truly care. Um, but then when I came out of it, just knowing what your body can look like, uh, I think it made it worse. So now I'm constantly, or like when memories come up, funny that um, a couple memories, like one of the girls I competed with just started sharing last night, sharing some of the memories of my, one of my shows or us being on stage together. And it just kind of, it just triggers like something in your brain where like, okay, now I have to do three hours of cardio tomorrow. I'll do that. So it does. It kind of, for me, it's a mental block, I guess. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. I would never recommend it to my daughter. Absolutely not. She was obsessed for a while, but definitely would not recommend it because it's, especially if you're already, if you already have that mindset, but being just so competitive, I'm just constantly in my mind going, okay, well, I can always do better. I can always be leaner. Well, I can figure out how to do this or I can figure out how to do that versus just enjoy life and have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that has scared me. Um, Like my boyfriend and I are both definitely health and fitness enthusiasts and Mm -hmm. we've kind of bounce the idea around of competing just for we both like to challenge ourselves a lot yeah I don't consider myself necessarily competitive against others I think I have the potential to get that way but we both just like to challenge ourselves and you know I'm like well how lean can I get but at the same time I don't like you're saying I don't know if I want to get there and I don't know if I want to you know have that in the back of my mind of this is how lean I can get and now I'm five, 10 pounds heavier and I'm going to obsess over getting small, but why? Absolutely. And it's just, it's hard. Uh, but it's a, if you, if you're already contemplating, like when I first started competing, there was zero doubt, especially in high school, obviously you had no doubt when you're in high school, but, um, even my second show, the only doubt I had was just, like I said, just not being able to live life or not being able to perform 
at work or not be able to like all these misconceptions of, oh, you have to be angry all the time or you have to have this or you have to have that. I mean, it's very, very expensive. And that's where uh, people are like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not that expensive. It is. It's very expensive. You're constantly eating really, really clean all the time. And one of the biggest things, the one of the um, hardest things for me was I love music. So I, I go to concerts all the time. I go with my daughter. I go with my husband, we go camping. Um, and the hardest thing for me was going to concerts and traveling with my family and eating out of a plastic bag, eating frozen tilapia or eating while they're eating French fries. And mm-hmm. <laughs> not that I would have eaten that, but it's more of while they're eating and having fun, it's me. That's the part that would um, kind of mess with me a little bit because I'm like, oh, I just want to enjoy myself while I'm here doing all this stuff. So as long as you have, again, as long as you have a support system that would say, like, especially if your your boyfriend was doing it as well, uh, it, he, my husband would train with me. He wasn't competing, but he would always train with me and it helped so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have doubt now, I, I, <laughs> right. I mean, you do have to have that mindset, but if you're not competitive and you just want to see where your body can take you and you don't care if you get on stage and you're, you win first or fifth, but. I'll tell you right now, if you're training as hard as you should be, then uh, (laughs) towards the end, you're going, if I don't win, I'm going to be so angry Mm -hmm. because it's a lot of hard work and dedication. So aside from the kind of toll that it does take on mental health, what kind of good things did you get out of the dedication and the practice of being strict and consistent that have kind of carried over into other aspects of your life? Um, well, being in the fitness industry or any industry, just being a manager, it's like, I'm always watching out for my team or my members, or I'm always constantly trying to motivate them. Um, and I always put myself in their shoes, regardless if, I mean, cause I look at it as, yeah, I was 20 pounds heavier before I started competing. And but on stage, I, I mean, I had to lose that weight I, regardless. I wasn't 90 pounds overweight, but I could still relate to that person. So I think that uh, being able to speak to my experiences of, yes, I had to drop this much weight this fast. um, And I knew what was healthy and what wasn't. So just learning that as well as just like the basic stuff. So structure, making sure that you're walking into work and you have um, a structure for that day. So you need to know exactly what your your game plan is or you're not going to succeed. So being that way, helps me on a daily basis to kind of stay motivated and be structured for work or you're planning your workouts in between work and meetings and, um, and then motivation. I'm constantly trying to motivate my team and inspire my team. Um, another thing is, is adaptability. So at work, everything, fitness is always changing. Um, I mean, look right now, we're constantly trying to think of when I go back to work, how am I going to run my business? Like, how am I going to be able to invite all these members back in? Or will they come in because they're so scared of the um, virus or whatever the case may be? So I'm constantly trying to figure out how we can adapt to what is going on in the country right now. So being adaptable, um, I think it helped me do that. And then I've always been self-motivated, but motivating my team and making sure that I'm um, talking to them and letting them know that, they, sh- they can feel comfortable coming back to work. I mean, there's just so many different things that you can live by. But, um, but the biggest thing is just like work hard, remain humble. Um, and I think that it'll all, it all relates to work, um, family. Um, and then obviously it goes into competing. 
because anytime you compete, I mean, at work, I'm constantly competing with other clubs. I want to be the best club. I want to be the cleanest club. I want to be the, I mean, I'm always wanting to be number one. So mm-hmm. I think that it just kind of falls into place. Well, I thank you so much for your time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was really great for me to hear Brandy's experiences and get a little glimpse into the world of competitive bodybuilding. I really hope you found value in her words as well. I'm also so very excited to have brought you the first episode of Healthy Happy Fit. I have some great interviews, valuable insights, and helpful lifestyle tips in the coming episodes and I cannot wait to get them out to you guys. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts so that you don't miss a thing. And I would really love it if you left me a review because ratings help me gain visibility so that I can reach more people and help them on their journey as well. I want to thank you all for listening. I am so grateful to be on this journey with every single one of you. I'm your host, Alicia Kane, and I will catch you next week.